Hey, Assembly family, we're so excited that you chose to join us for worship this morning. If you're with us every week, or if this is your first time ever joining us for online worship, we are so excited to have you here. Would you take just a moment and fill out the Connect card that our online service host has dropped in the chat? We like to make giving incredibly easy here at the Assembly. You have three ways to give. You can give online at theassemblyflorence.org. You can navigate to the top right-hand corner if you're on a desktop and click on the Give Now button. If you're on a mobile device, tablet, or smartphone, you can click on the three lines for the menu, click the Give Now button. Both of those Give Now buttons are going to navigate you to our online giving platform. You can also give via text message. If you text the number 77977 with a message that says, Hey Assembly family, I want to take just a quick moment to invite you to be a part of an exciting new time here at the Assembly. Our broadcast ministry is exploding. We are online on Facebook and YouTube every week on Sunday, and we are on Facebook every Wednesday. We want to invite you to join our team and join this ministry of the Assembly. We're looking for production directors. We're looking for camera operators. We're looking for lyric presenters, and we're looking for online chat hosts. These are all areas that we can train you and teach you every aspect of the job. You do not need any prior experience. So if you're interested in any of these opportunities, please send an email to info at theassemblyflorence.org. Again, that is info at theassemblyflorence.org. We look forward to having you partner with this ministry to reach thousands of people every week for the kingdom of God. Thank you and God bless. Esther chapter 4 Esther chapter 4 we will not put the the uh, uh, the topic up thank you so much so they they told Mordecai's Esther's word. They told Mordecai Esther's word. Or words. When Esther's words were relayed to Mordecai, Mordecai told them to answer Esther. Do not think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than all the other Jews. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arrive or arise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Yet, who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Then Esther told them to reply to Mordecai. Verse 16. Go. Gather all the Jews who are present in Shushan. And fast for me. Neither eat nor drink for 
three days, nights, or day. My maids and I will fast likewise, and so I will go to the king, which is against the law, unless I'm invited. And if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went his way and did according to all that Esther commanded him. Today, I'd like to share a little bit on something that God has been digging into me and stirring me with. For every one of you that are sitting in the pew, all those that are listening, God has been ringing in my ear and I'm filled with excitement, but I'm also overwhelmed. And he said to me, this is your hatching season. I'm saying it to somebody who needs to hear it this morning. This is your hatching season. Look at someone and tell them, this is my hatching season. This is my hatching season. You can say it a couple of times and then it'll begin to hit you. This is my hatching season. Hallelujah. This is my hatching season. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. If you're listening to me, tell someone, this is my hatching season. Glory, 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 glory. Esther is, is one of those we would identify as, uh, identify as nobody. Uh, one of the thousands of Jews taken captive from the city of Judah when King Nebuchadnezzar Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon invaded Jerusalem and vanquished it uh, in about 1627 BC. Uh, Esther chapter 2, uh, verse 6 and 7, will tell you a little bit more about that if you write it down. By the time the captivity uh, of the captivity Esther had, already lost her father and her mother to death so she's not even a captive as yet she's not even been in slavery as yet and she has lost both parents it doesn't seem that her future was anything but dismal particularly because the only one that stepped forward to take care of her after her parents died going into the period of captivity when all of these Jews were taken from their homeland and moved away by the Babylonian king. The only one that would step forward to take care of her was her uncle Mordecai, who we have come to understand at the time of the captivity 
was only about 20 years old. You've got to really be in need of folk to take care of you to be adopted by a 20 year old when you lose your mom and your dad. Which means that she was not much more than maybe a two or three year old, four year old. She wasn't that old. She was a, almost an infant. She was a kindergartner. And she has been taken, rescued. Would you call that rescue? I, I'm not sure. When you have lost your mom and dad and you don't know who they are because you never saw them. You have no grown relatives with stable environments that would take over their work in your life. All you have is an uncle that's about 20 years old that takes you under his wing as a young man himself and then takes you into captivity as all of the disheveled tearing apart pain of families folks dying in the journey I believe much like America has felt during the years of slavery when folks were taken from East Africa and West Africa and brought into the north over ships and all kinds of crazy things happening the pain was the same when they were taken captive we have this young lady with her uncle and as he transports her if you read the entire book of Esther he immediately starts to refer to her as his daughter for protection sake because it doesn't make sense for anybody but your daughter to be with you as a 20 year old single man moving along at a time of captivity and slavery was a way to to secure even more the the cover that he had over her life on the other hand why while they were in captivity the queen of Nebuchadnezzar uh, Vashti by name also beautiful lady was disobedient as it were to her husband the king required her presence before him and she refused to come forward and under the laws of the Medes and Persians and Babylonians that was sufficient for her to be either killed or put away
it would look and seem as though all of these things are just working as faith. If you are not a Christ follower and you're listening to me this morning, we do not believe in faith. And I'm not talking about F-A-I-T-H. I'm talking about it's your fate for that to happen or fate for that to happen or it's his fate that he got killed like this or her fate that they that's not the kind of fate I'm that's the kind of fate I'm talking about here what seems that just randomness of life would have put this young lady into this turmoil in her life but as I've read the story I could see the hand of God taking every ounce every sample every drop of tragedy in her life and slapping his purpose to it and saying I'm gonna make it work for the good her uncle brings her but on the other hand while she is growing with her uncle about 11 years into captivity so he would be probably in his 30s at that point going into his 40s somewhere in there she's growing as a beautiful young lady about teenage years now mid to late teens we believe Queen Vashti for the first time ever in the relationship with her husband King Nebuchadnezzar refuses to come before him when he calls for her what I don't understand but I do understand I understand why she said no because even though he was the king and her husband he wanted his wife to come adorned in probably the most sensual adornment that could possibly be put on and wanted to parade her in front of his friends as his trinket on the seventh day of a party they're seven days into their frolic and drinking everybody is either fully or half drunk including the king and then he says go get my wife make her as pretty as attractive as she could possibly be 
and have her come parade in front of my friends so they could all see what I own. So I understand why she said no. But it's also fascinating to me how God already saw that coming and had a plan in place that was being hatched oh hallelujah over 15 20 years prior that out of a young woman who didn't have a father didn't have a mother didn't know where her life would end up being adopted and called a child a daughter by an uncle that was only about 20 years old then ushered into captivity that God already had a plan that God already had a purpose for her and so The king starts on a nationwide search after he puts his wife away because she wouldn't do what he asked her to do. And somehow in this nationwide search, they ended up choosing Esther as one of the virgins that would be taken from their mama or papa wherever their home was and be put in a place where they could be prepared for the king now you got to understand that even in that situation that the first pick for the king would not be a non-persian would not be a a non-babylonian but somehow Esther of all of the young women available gets picked gets picked out of her turmoil gets picked out of her pain gets picked out of her lostness gets picked out of her slavery gets picked out of captivity and is put in a place of prep for the king you know how long that prep took on average one full year they would bathe these young women in in milk each woman that was chosen chosen had between five and seven maids that would literally make sure their eyes were right color their ears were well cleaned. Their earlobes were perfect. Their hair was done right. Their skin was feeling a certain texture. Their toes were, were, were straight and not, not, not twisted in one or the other direction. Would massage them every day and make sure that they were, were fully fit and in shape with no for the king and after all 
all of that prep and all of that time, once again, of all the women, of all the beauty that was chosen, Esther ends up being the queen, the new queen. Somebody needs to hear this morning that you were born with purpose. That everything you have gone through in your life is to get you to your hatching point. To get you to your hatching place. To get you to the place where you would break into the thing that God wants you to be and do. And you may have had people that came up in your life that said, you will not be able to get this done. You will not be able to move. You will not be able to buy your own home. You will not be able to get that car now. You will not be able to further your education. You will not be able to do this. You will not marry the right guy. You hadn't come from the right clan. You are not from the right side of the track. You, you, you can't, 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 can't. And all the while, God has been saying, yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 yes. I've got purpose for you. I've got direction for you. I've got something for you that no one else will fit into but you. Our text says that when she was chosen and became queen after all of God's movement in her life that there arose a place and a point of time where she knew that it was all about her in this moment everyone listening to me this morning God is saying through me to tell you there is a moment, a pivotal moment in your life that will set you up for every other moment in your life. There is a place, there is a decision that you will make that is going to set you up for every other decision in your life. And some of us, that deciding issue, that problem, that thing will be one day it may take one moment some of us it will take a year or two for that entire decision process to materialize but it will climax at that one point how do you avoid messing everything up when you get to that one pivotal place and that's where I want to end this morning, encouraging someone that feels purpose coming on. You feel, you feel your, your shell, your, your, there, there's, there's, God's been turning it. You know, when, when a bird, when an eagle is in that nest high up in the air and, and, and the, the, the mama eagle sits on there and it switches out with the father, there is something that they do instinctively and that's turn the egg turn the egg there needs to be movement there needs to be movement. that that embryo feels really really good in that in that shell 
I don't think it wants to be moved. It's in that shell, it's in that cocoon, and it doesn't know what it is, what it's doing. It just feels good just being there curled up in that. And then someone comes and just turns them, and they bump down. Then someone else comes and turns them again. And the turning process of that egg, they don't even know it. You don't even understand that the turning of your egg, those bumps and bruises, those things that, that irritated you and took you out of, of what you felt was rest, was all God. Because for you to come out right, your egg's got to be turned. Your egg's got to be turned. God is turning, has been turning your egg. If you have been murmuring during the turns, if you have been, been, been walking through your turn without a good attitude, you're not out the shell yet, so, it's a, so you still have time to change your attitude. You're about to break out, but you gotta, you gotta change before you get out the shell. Because whatever you come out the shell with is what you're gonna have. Woo! Whatever you break out of your shell with, whatever you hatch with, is what you got. Every major part is created in the shell. Every toe, every part of your beak, every, 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 curvature of the wing the length of the leg everything has been determined during that egg period and the turning that goes with it this young lady did a couple of things that I want you to hear before we go very quickly because I believe today we want to end in communion The first thing is that she, when she heard that her people, the Jews, were being subjected to not just pain, but they were being eyed for destruction by a guy named Haman, who just hated them, and he was close to the king. And the call comes out to her and in verse 12 of our text it says when Esther heard the words that she sends back to her uncle are she hears the, these words from her uncle do you think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than any other Jew for if you remain completely silent and try to save yourself then relief and deliverance will arrive and arise for the Jews from someplace else if you remain silent the first point if you understand that you're in shell today and you have been chosen for such a time as this for your family 
You have been chosen for such a time as this for the people in your neighborhood, for your, for your husband and wife, for your kids. For you, God has chosen you. you. You're going to change the destiny of the people closest to you. Can I ask you to pray about this? And I've been talking about this before. You have got to now, while you are about to hatch, you're still in the shell, you're about to hatch. You have got to ask God for vision and discernment. Lord, give me vision and discernment for those who will connect to me and help me hatch. God, give me vision and discernment. I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to push away the people. I don't want to not hear the folks that you put in my life to speak your rhema word into my life, to give me confidence to come out. What if she had told her uncle Mordecai, listen, I know you adopted me and everything. I know you were there for me when my, you found out my mom and dad were dead. I know you brought me here and you watched over me. But listen now. I'm queen now. I've been chosen. I'm in the palace. I don't have to be poor no more. I don't have to wear raggedy clothes no more. And for sure, I don't have to listen to you no more. What would have happened? God would have chosen somebody else. But her life would have been a disaster. How many of us are putting our fingers up and saying, God, I don't want to be disaster for you. I don't want to be one of your disasters. I refuse to be a disaster when God wants to make me, hallelujah, an ambassador. Woo! I refuse to be a disaster when God wants to make me an ambassador. I refuse to be a disaster when God wants to make me a an ambassador. How many of you are here this morning and you understand that everything you've been going through is so God can make you an ambassador in your family, an ambassador on your job, an ambassador in your neighborhood, an ambassador in your relationship, a representative of God's plan. I refuse to be a disaster in the name of Jesus. Somebody needs to be saying that. I refuse to be a disaster in the name of Jesus. I refuse to be a disaster in the name of Jesus. She heard what her uncle said and she said, Go back and tell my uncle. Because she received the connection of the God sent uncle in her life because she received the help that came from that source you don't want to get help from every source but you want to definitely receive help from the God source when he sends it and that will happen if you ask God today to activate your seventh and eighth sense you already know what the first six are 
but many of us as believers have lost out on senses seven and eight and that is the sense of vision and the sense of discernment you getting you are being knocked and hit and bumped over and pushed over in things that you shouldn't be because you have not been seeing with God eyes and what you don't see and that you're supposed to feel you haven't been feeling because you have not allowed God to flow through you with the help of his Holy Spirit pray pray that God gives you vision and discernment so that you can connect to the right help the right people and get the right help as you go into your hatching season number two it's all on you it's all on you it's all on you for such a time as this for such a time as this I cannot I cannot step into your place of purpose you cannot step into my place of purpose I'm the best me hallelujah in the name of Jesus I'm gonna be the best me that I can be for me and for God in the name of Jesus I am going to I, nobody I challenge you to be a better me than me you will not be able I don't care how much you try you couldn't be a better me than me you couldn't dress you couldn't dress you being me better than I could dress me being me you couldn't feel things emotionally trying to be me as I do being me I am the best me I can be and God is calling on each of us to not just hear and see what he's trying to show you but he wants you to understand that you have been chosen for such a time as this for such a time as this for such a time as this and you have to be the best you that you can be no one else can be you for you no one else can be you for you no one else has your smile like you do no one else can speak to certain folk like you can no one else no one else can pray in certain situations like you can no one else if you are thinking that someone else will come around and be able to do you like you you are mistaken because God chose you I don't care if you're old if you, I don't care if you are brother Taylor's age or older or you are my niece's age or younger for such a time as now God chose you God chose you your family needs you you were born for this you were born for this hallelujah hallelujah would you look to the person on the side of you and tell them I was born for this 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 Mordecai tells us that if you remain completely silent relief and deliverance is gonna come it's gonna come but you and your father's house you're gonna perish yet you know whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this you're in your hatching season you're in your hatching season you're in your hatching season I feel it I felt it coming on I felt it coming on for the last several months that folks are coming into their hatching season you're coming into your hatching season 
Don't let anyone keep you out of your hatching season. Be Esther because you're the only one that could be you. You're the only joy that you could be joy, Natalie. You're the only Camille that could be Camille. You're the only Chip that could be Chip. You're the only, ah, uh, you are the only one. You are the only Jordan that could be Jordan. You're the only Ron Denham that could be Ron Denham. If I don't call your name a lot, I'm not seeing all of you guys. You're seeing me, but I'm not seeing you. The last point. Find you some intercessors. One of the things that has been become most painful for me, Pastor Ron, especially since I have become senior pastor, is how intentional Christians around me have become about keeping them their stuff to themselves and not asking for prayer I've had people in our church who have been sick for a week or two And I never heard about it because they never reached out to me or the office. They told somebody who they thought eventually may, may tell pastor. And others have never reached out at all. And on top of that, have had the boldness in some cases to become really upset that I didn't reach out when I didn't know for a week or two sometimes but then I found out that that is pervasive in the body of Christ that folks are sick that they've got family tragedy happening that they've got relational stuff happening and rather than finding the intercessors in the church rather than finding a sister that you can hold it to confidence and asking them to intercede with you asking them to pray with you would you put aside two days for me and my family we have allowed pride we have allowed pride I don't want nobody to know that I'm dealing with well I'm going to tell you right now there's a high possibility that if you stay there, you, you, you will die in your pride. That situation will kill you in your pride. Forgot who, was, who I was talking to. And the person said, I'll give you this example. Bishop Williams' son, he just completed his medical boards to get into medical school at Harvard and he's there going a million miles an hour the guy is just a, one of the smartest kids I've ever known graduated from school at uh, 17 high school at 17 he's at Harvard at, uh, by, by uh, 19 he's a freshman at Harvard and uh, it's just but all of a sudden one day out of nowhere 
he starts feeling some pain in his stomach and by that night he can't move they call from the school his friends call they rush him to the hospital and out of nowhere his kidneys and all of his vitals start shutting down his kidneys have shut down completely everything they they have him his blood pressures up so they can't do a biopsy until they get the blood pressure down and they're waiting they're waiting one day two days three days five days ten days all of this time Bishop and his wife are praying and fasting and begging God and they refuse they refuse to tell anybody in the public what's, what they're going through he went in one morning on the 10th day and the doctor said we don't know what to do but if this continues you're gonna have a dead Harvard student with a full scholarship kneel to his coffin and it clicked in his head do I prefer to have a dead son trade that against somebody talking about me I'm gonna take my life son instead and I remember the day it blew my mind I turn on Facebook I'm looking at my own profile on there and on my page there's a public he sits in the hospital in the cafeteria and crying Bishop says guys anybody out there that knows who I am and knows myself and wife and you know our son I don't know what else to do but I'm reaching out to the whole world and I'm asking somebody to pray and fast for my boy it changed my life it changed my perspective on prayer within one hour of him putting that on Facebook and asking folk to pray and intercede for him and his son his blood pressure goes down they take the biopsy they know exactly what's wrong they address it Within an hour, he had over 12,000 people from all over the world, folks he don't even know, saying, I feel you, Father. I feel you, man of God. I feel your pain. And I'm standing in agreement with you. When are we going to stop hiding what you're going through? You think, what made you so bold and proud to think that you're the only one that's got pain? What would get into your head to tell you that you're the only family that's dealing with cancer or dealing with rape or dealing with incest or dealing with a child on drugs? What caused you in your sensible mind to think that you are just special when it comes to issues? 
can I ask you to do what Esther did when her uncle comes and tells her it's up to you she says if it's up to me then I'm gonna need you all to pray if it's up to me and only I can make the decision then I need you so you better go tell every Jew out there that I'm calling on everyone to fast and pray until I do what I need to do he went back and they prayed and fasted some of them don't even know who Esther is but the call went out this is life or death and if you know God here's a name right here I'm asking you to pray for them and she went into the king uninvited which prior to her you would die for if the king did not invite you you would be killed and she walked in and presented her case to the king inviting him to a party and eventually finding out who was the person plotting against all the Jews and God bringing deliverance can I say to you this morning find your intercessors folks who will pray and fast for you folks who will go to war for you in the spirit this is your hatching season this is your hatching season father thank you that you are bringing folk into hatcheries the spiritual hatchery is popping left and right because somebody is gonna call out for help in prayer somebody is going to pull, pull on an intercessor to pray for them somebody's going to realize that this is their time this is their time for such a time as this somebody somebody right now somebody in the sound of my voice somebody that's listening to me in the auditorium will realize will realize will realize that that you have vision and discernment ready there waiting for them so they will connect to the people who can give them help who can push them who can spur them on to love and good works bring them into the hatching season of their lives father we ask that you will release these things into our lives in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus if you are listening to me in the auditorium or online and you don't know Jesus as your Savior you need to know Jesus I can't tell you about how good my mama's pies are I can't tell you how her, her Caribbean uh, fried rice is I can't it doesn't matter how long I tell you about how good a cook she is unless I invite you to taste some of her food you will not be impacted for very long I'm inviting you to come taste Jesus to come taste Jesus would you all stand with me would you prepare your emblems thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus while they're preparing their emblems for those of you who need to accept Jesus as your Savior repeat after me dear father Jesus 
I come to you with all of my mess needing your touch I repent of my sin I take ownership of my mess and I present it to you take over my life wash me with your blood and place me in your hatchery of salvation into your hatchery of purpose and your hatchery of destiny I need you I receive you Jesus and I thank you for being my father in Jesus name Amen Hallelujah you are now part of my team you are part of my tribe you're part of my family thank God for you welcome into the family of God hallelujah glory be to God thank you dear we make it a practice to celebrate the Lord's Supper because the sermon like the one we've just preached is a reminder to every one of us of what Jesus did for us I said it before I started preaching that he came to pay the eternal price so that even if your body has to go through your eternity is guaranteed how many of you are happy for the blood that was shed on Calvary for your eternity Alpha and Omega. How many of you are so excited that he allowed a spear to be stuck in his side and to have the blood run out? And as he was dying, he could have just thought about angels coming to rescue him and they would be there. But he refused it. He refused it. He said, I got to work. I got, I, this is my hatching season. Uh, this is my hatching season. This is where my rubber reaches the road and I am called to pay a price that I will not come down from the cross for. I see you, Luai. I see you. I see you. I see you, Sister James. I see you, Sister Cooper. I see you. I see you, Brother Jefferson. I see you. Dad, is that you? I see you. And I am not going to get off of this cross because I'm paying a price that has to be paid if they will be in eternity with me. As you take your emblem that represents his body out. Thank you, Jesus. We ask God to bless. Father, he said as often as we do this, we do it remembering the price that he paid. So as you lift your emblem up, let us just say, thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that we can remember so vividly what you did. And we could see it in our own life. I see it, Lord. Woo! I see the change. I see the transformation in me.
see your Holy Spirit working to make me a better man or a better woman. Go ahead, tell him. And I thank you. I thank you for not getting off that cross. I thank you for not calling on angels. I thank you for going to Calvary and hatching my purpose. bless these emblems that represent the price you paid and bring healing to us as a body and as individuals in Jesus name would you partake of the wafer you drink of the juice that represents his blood shed for us so that you can take these, drop them right in, make the cleaning of the church even more efficient. We'll end with that. Give you. We give you.
of our families. Bring us back, oh God, safely to fellowship. Online on Wednesday in Bible study. And online every morning on Power Up at 6 o'clock. Father, we thank you for your goodness that is prevailing in our life. And we say, thank you, Jesus. 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 Give God a hand. Have a wonderful morning. One of our greatest tools in worship. Would you give with us on today in your worship? You can give online at theassemblyflawance.org. Navigate to the top right corner. If you're on a desktop, click the Give Now button. If you're on a mobile device, tablet, smartphone, click the three horizontal lines in the top right corner of the screen and click the Give Now button. Both of those Give Now buttons will take you to our online giving platform. You can also text to give by texting the number 77977 that says SC Assembly Give, and that's all one word. You'll receive step-by-step instructions on how to give via text. Lastly, you can give by mailing in check or money order to The Assembly at 2925 West Palmetto Street, Florence, South Carolina, 29501. Help us to advance the kingdom of God all around the world.